step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no
Hey everybody, welcome to the Webster Phenomena. I'm your host, Patrick Webster-Small. And we're here on April 30th, 2016, Saturday night for me. And uh, for those of you that watch Supernatural, at least the first nine seasons, you'll know what that means. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Tonight we do have an amazing show for you. And actually, uh, the the show is seems to be on autopilot for some reason. Let me see if this works. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so this is the Webster Phenomena. And what we do here is we talk about a discovery that I have made and then uh, my colleague uh, has helped me further and evolve this discovery. And uh, and I have a couple other colleagues that um, jump on the show and, and throw in their their two cents. And uh, we have eyes all over the world. And um, it's just, this is has been a, a very good show. This is, what, show number 46 or something like that? Uh, this has been a really good show. So, uh, and I, I have to say, I really appreciate Dave Scott for giving us a chance to be on his network and um, be, you know, syndicated on his network. Uh, and and we look forward to, you know, to all of the things in the future that we're going to do together. It's amazing. And he's bringing all kinds of paranormal stuff. And, and every, he's bringing everything to the table. He's like the table. You know, he doesn't say, hey, everything that's on my show is, is I back up. No, it's just more like, hey, here's what's out there. And that's the best way to view things. Here's what's out there. Not have it force-fed. Now, this show, it's a bit of force-feeding, but hey, you know what? It is, it is the Webster phenomena. We're going to tell you what we've found. That's, this is a, a very new genre. It has a lot to do with the clouds. And if you'll notice, if you've noticed lately, that the clouds are very particular that they have a certain look to them. I'm not talking about the trails. That's something else we can talk about at some point today. So, uh, even though she's already in... I think that we should bring in Brenda Scott and get this show on the road. So let's bring in Brenda from Australia. Hi, Brand. Hello. Hello from Melbourne on May the 1st. Oh. We got you're on, you're May the 1st here. This is weird. This is weird. Why didn't the whole world experience the, the same day? The same, you know? Just think about how weird that would be. <laughs> oh, well, what's going on there in Australia, Brenda? Oh. <laughs> Not that everybody talks with a with a with a Western accent, with a really bad <laughs> one. <laughs> no, well, we <laughs> like had a Sandy on SpongeBob. <laughs> Jeez, this is terrible. <laughs> a bit all over the place. <laughs> Uh, we've had a yeah. mixed week this week, actually, here. Um, earlier in the week, uh, we had 
basically nothing in the sky. It was just blue. Not a not a spot of cloud, nothing for a couple of days. And then it started to get really interesting. We had a lot of uh, a lot of things to look at and a lot of things to study up there and I sent you some pictures that were were very, very interesting. And oh yeah. Then, and then Posted last a couple night, on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then uh, last night we had a, a big storm come through, a big thundery storm. So that was uh, was interesting. Oh, so did too. I. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's a bit bit overcast Ooh. today, but it's no not not raining at the moment, so it's all good. It's cooling down though. So here. would that be the so Brenda? I have to say it. Would that be the thunder from down under? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother show, too. Um, <laughs> whole different kind of show. <laughs> so I hear. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's, tonight has a really weird feel to it. it um, I know, Brenda, for you it's not nighttime, but... Uh, um, for Kim. Kim Dahl is in Canada. Let's bring Kim in the room. Hi, Kim. Welcome. Hi there. Hi there. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Hello. Hello. Oh, we're glad Hello. to have you. We're glad to have you. We're as excited as you are. Tonight is like, um, so, uh, <laughs> And, you know, I can do that because this is my <laughs> podcast. Um, but we do have a great show, and it's worth listening to, even through the ums and ahs. I mean, everybody ums and ahs when you're, when you're talking. It's just how it goes, and it makes it more natural. It's just more real. So we, ha- we do have a great show. We're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. Uh, let's start off by defining the Webster phenomena for everybody. We do it every show. This is the best way to start this show. The Webster phenomena is the realization of extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings in the clouds on Earth and all throughout nature. And that includes throughout the entire universe. Now, the main extraterrestrial is a core being that we have found is a, is a core form. And it's, it's what we call the elemental being because it essentially creates all of the elements. It is the key to connecting all of the dots, not just speculating on dots. This is the key to insert into historians' research, archaeology, um, ancient, all ancient research, all ancient ancient research, we can handle uh, unlocking the locks that where they've got stuck or where speculation has had to take over. We can really help out. Um, that's been our thing this whole time. We've been saying it and, you know, posting it and putting it out there. And that time that we made Kim wear a sandwich board and walk up and down the street <laughs> didn't work too well. That didn't work too well. Didn't pick a busy uh, enough highway. <laughs> I, 
I know, I know. We shouldn't, you know, bat- alleys aren't, I told you, Brenda, alleys aren't the way to go. Jeez. Man, like three people saw, we won't even say what they did. Um, so this is what, this is the being that's going to crack the ancient mysteries, and I've shown it on the steel of reveal that I can explain the one being that hasn't been explained and even removed on replicas because they figure it doesn't need to be there when it's the most important being. Now, this is the irony of this universe. That's how this universe tends to work, very ironically. So the last thing that you would think is going to be the thing. You know what I'm saying? The last thing is going to be the thing. Um, Let's see. Now, Don's going to chime in a little bit later and tell us uh, some research he did on the Holy Ghost. The fact that it was called the Holy Ghost before it was switched up to the Holy Spirit, because the ghost is so scary. <laughs> of course, Catholics, Catholics, we could have a a field day with Catholics. In fact, me and Brenda already did today. <laughs> We're like, man, we need to start recording our our conversations. It's like, I mean, of course we should. <laughs> it was just like a duh moment where. We were like, oh my god! We gosh. have the best conversations once we get going. That's a whole other yeah. thing in itself. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> the stuff you could pull out of that would be just—it's priceless. <laughs> this show is priceless as it is. In between the the ums and the ahs and the the internet screw ups and the you know the uh, me not being able to think of the right word. Um, it hey, this is this is a norm, normal natural show with natural normal people that are that are bringing you something that we discovered and and that's that where this is not speculation so um but but you're saying it can't be e- that easy right in the clouds i mean it can't be that easy it just can't be that's what that's the big problem cuz they've been there so how can it be? It, it can't be. You've got to be kidding me. You, you're a joke. You're hoaxing. You're, I'm not even going to look because it's so stupid. I get that. I, I understand. I understand. Trust me, I do. But and on the other hand, trust me, these beings are all over the clouds. They are the clouds. They're the dark parts. They're the shadows in the clouds. I mean... Uh, they're, they they pop up on top. You can see every single pop-up has a head and a body to it and sometimes arms. They may not be human-looking arms with muscles and stuff. They may look stringy or whatever it is or really or way out of proportion. That's the idea. That's the idea of that is to make it look like they're not there. The perspective of the all-seeing eye goes far beyond clouds. You can, and you'll end up seeing if you catch on to this and you learn this, that, and and seek this wisdom. That's what it takes, guys. It takes people who seek this wisdom to be able to get this. Otherwise, you can say that you seek, but you don't seek this real truth. You're you're happier in the conspiracy stuff or whatever it gives you meaning it gives you some it gives you definition and that's understandable too it's different levels people are on but now but when we're on this on this level 
and we're on this level right here where I'm telling you about the advent of what we call ancient beings because we know they've been here before. They're in what we call ancient uh, artwork and writings and artifacts and belief systems. These are the beings, the ones that are in the sky. These are the the Egyptian and Sumerian beings. They are the Atlantis beings. That's them. That's who's here. So if we can get past that they're here, then we can start saying, okay, now what? And my guess would be as as the tiny little race that's watching the huge, amazingly powerful beings create the nature for this little race, um, might want to start some uh, acknowledgement. A whole lot of it, actually. That would be the obvious thing. And then we go back to, I know right here, Don, if he was here, he will be in a little bit, but if he was here, he would be chiming in going, well, Patrick, that's what the indigenous people and the, you know, it, and he's right. He'd be right. That's exactly what how it was before all this industrialization. We got so screwed up thinking that it's thinking that work has to be, you know, something that we dedicate our life to instead of it just becoming part of our life that, you know, it's it's loved and, and cherished instead of just something that we we do. Some people love their work. I, man, I envy people that love their work, and I, you know, I'm proud of people that can get to that point. But I'm gonna have to say that most people would rather be doing something else. Regardless, um, <laughs> I don't. How did we get on that subject? How did I get on that? <laughs> well, this is my mon- this is my monologue time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come up to it and end it here in a minute. But everybody just every okay. Here's what's going on today. We have. Let me get Tim back on. And I wish Don was here, but I'm just gonna say this. It, here's what's going on. We have put this out. For two years. I've put it out solid for two years. Brenda joined me over a year ago. And has been a full, full-on huge support. Kim joined this, this, you know, uh, in a supportive role, I don't know, what, about a year ago? Uh, probably a few months ago six months ago, something like that, in a real supportive role where she was like starting to reach out and and reach out to people and do things. And and what my colleagues are realizing is that people aren't super receptive to the cloud beam. Even though they're right above you looking down at you and cruising by with eyes wide open, They're not very receptive. So this information is, it's things are now going to shift up through, for many reasons, for intel that we've got and for other reasons. But this information is going to shift up. And we're going to have, we're, this right here, this show, this is going to be our last show. This is going to be our last show in this format. Uh, we're going to take 
you have to realize that our whole entire week is geared up to posting new, fresh stuff to show you what's going on right now on Facebook and the website and then and on Twitter and then to post it on a lot of it on my on the slideshow that shows with this show and in different groups and to spread this knowledge. That's what we've done. Now, uh, there's a, only a very select few of you who have a clue and are cognizant enough in life to be opening up your eyes and accepting what you're seeing. That's the key, man, accepting what you're seeing. So uh, we're going to change the format of things, that, of the way we do things. Now, the podcast is still going to air. We're going to air some best of shows. And you're still going to be able to get to the archives. So no worries. You're going to be able to go to Spaced Out Radio. There'll be something for you to listen to. But we, we uh, need to do some communing with these beings that are that have spent so much, we've spent so much time researching and uh, reporting on these beings that we haven't had a chance to actually do the acknowledgement and the communing that is necessary to appease <laughs> such powerful beings. So we're going to take the time to, to do some things, rework this show, rework what the information that we put out. It's going to come out on a whole new structure. We will come back with with some kind of a show. It may not be on Blog Talk Radio, but it will be on Spaced Out Radio. So, you know, to be totally candid with you, the, uh, the outward response is just a mere dribble of what I would have expected if I didn't know the psychology of this society. I'm not surprised because I know the, the, the psychology of this society. I get it. I have that perspective. Many of you do. Everybody does. Shit. But, but uh, you know, I'm gonna miss doing the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it at the same time because man, it's a hindrance on on Saturday as we spend our our day w- doing this. This is what we, on working on it to bring it to you. From what we're gonna say to the music. to what's next, what's next week. And it's and we're bringing you the Webster phenomena, so it's something that it's kind of we're we're just figuring out different ways to say the same thing and bringing you some new adding some new content each time so you don't get bored. But until you see these beings in the sky, you can go straight out and see them. You're not getting it. No matter what, you can see them unless you've got a crystal blue sky and then take some pictures. The pictures are the key. Right, Brenda? They are. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, it's like I said, like we had the crystal clear sky and then bang in they all came and it was fantastic. And you took pictures and Oh yeah. And then looked at them and I, saw I more stuff. Too, more so stuff. <laughs> sticking the camera out the window at work. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be actually be in one of our uh, one of our roundtable questions later in the show. So, um, so now that I've said that and um, kind of dropped the, the weird little bomb of 
of that this is our last show. You know, it's not the last. I'm not saying that we're shutting down the Webster phenomena. Um, it, it's it's been hinted to me that I should from sources that are that I'm not going to name, but it's been hinted to me that I should shut this down. And you know what? There's no way. I'm not shutting nothing down. I'm telling you now, you're getting getting where you should be going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And the fact that we've been we've posted pictures of ETs hiding in clouds for about two years, and that you know nothing has happened to our bodies. You know what I mean? Nothing's. We're still alive. We're still doing it. So, so the. The powers that be know that number one, this is necessary, and number two, there's nothing they can do about it. It's in the sky. Everybody's if one person doesn't see it, the next person's gonna pick it up. And I don't know where everybody's at. I know there's other people showing, like, oh, there's weird craft in the sky and stuff, but you're not still not getting it. What's actually happening is that there's that we are this tiny little speck in the galaxy where it's a major breeding ground for these, you know, ETs that are doing this these experiments with Earth. And it, they're, they can come through as huge to us, and it's just unbelievable. So I'd just like to say hey to Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. Hi. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, let's... Um, I'm gonna have to. I have to convey this to you guys, okay? I'm gonna have to convey this as this is what's happening to me. Now, I'm not just somebody that's bringing you a bunch of stuff because I read some books and and decided that I'm an expert on all this. That's not what I'm doing. This happened to me. This is something that happened to me. I was given this. Not sure if it's a gift or a freaking curse. But I can see, I want to say everything, but I know I don't see everything yet, but it comes on uh, constantly, more and more and more, what I can see. And I don't see uh, dead people, although I do see their, their, I don't see them in in people form. I don't think I do. I see people, but I know that they're alive. That's neither here nor there. I see the beings in the sky. And I can see what nature is made up of. It's the same thing. And I can explain that, but I, I, that's going to take a visual format for me to explain to you exactly what this is. So we will be moving to a visual format. So you can see what I'm talking about. I can explain it. I can show you with a, with pointers. and Just like we're at a seminar or at a convention. Except it's going to be much more personal and better for you because you can, you know, manipulate the picture however you want and be in the comfort of your own home or whatever. Wherever you are. So, the amount of knowledge that has been released into my consciousness is, is immeasurable and it continues to flow in. Now, it seems like there's a non-stop stream of consciousness that's just flowing, of knowledge that's flowing into my consciousness. And 
the the secrets that are being revealed to me are beyond fathom. I cannot come out into public and explain these things because they sound whack. So that's number one reason is society has not moved forward far enough towards a galactic presence to be able to accept how incredibly what we would call crazy this is. This is just, it's nuts what's really going on. It's freaking nuts. It's way outside of the realm that that 99.999% of people are talking about. And you can see why this is the forbidden knowledge, because it's freaking forbidden. It is forbidden. This is sacred knowledge. Only people who are given this knowledge can put it out. It's proven that people who haven't been given this knowledge either don't want to or won't put it out, or if they do, then just weird shit happens. For me, it's been a ride, a crazy ride, um, and I'm I'm ready to go on it full bore. That's why I want to stand back from the podcast, because the throwing it out there to everybody, I mean, I'm surprised I don't have 10,000 listeners. It doesn't matter how good of a DJ or whatever I am, you know, it doesn't matter of a host. The thing is is that I'm telling you knowledge that nobody else is tell is giving you and then you can go out and prove it instead of the whole you know time traveler thing we'll talk about that later um, the normal person would not grasp this hey it's just the way it is the normal quote unquote normal person would not grasp this now people who are fully entrenched in their own research and paranormal and stuff maybe even more apt to not grasp this because they're so down their rabbit hole, which is understandable. It's just not okay to grasp this in, in society. Myth has become fantasy, which in our society is a form of entertainment. This is important. Myth has become fantasy. Right? Right which in our society is a form of entertainment depicting the possibilities of other worlds and realms, yet at the same time creating a wall between a person's imagination and the reality that has been created by society. And society says that fantasy is not reality. So there's the problem right there. This is why you can't grasp that the dragons and E.T. and everybody else are in the clouds. And they are actually dragons. They're dragon hands. But, you know, that's my thing. That's where I lose a lot of people. Right there where you say dragon hands. They're like, okay. Like, hey, man, I didn't make it up. God did. Talk to God. You're sitting there saying, okay, yeah, right, about one of God's creations. Okay. Have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no matter how you turn, you're pissing somebody off. Shit. Um, so that's something to really listen to. Now, Brenda. Um, Brenda has a ton of things to bring uh, about 
the, about clouds and what um, what has been said in prophecy and religious texts about clouds and how obvious this should be for religions to be looking to the clouds for for something and beasts especially beasts I mean these beings many of them couldn't be more beastly uh, more beastly <laughs> oh man so uh, Brenda you can, are you um, dialed up to be able to give us some of that info yeah, pretty much. All right. Should, all do you think we should bring John? We should bring Don in the room first. Oh Not yeah, Don. of course. <laughs> oh, let's bring Don, Don in the room. <laughs> What's up? How we doing, everyone? Hi, hey, Don. Uh, I'm glad to be a part of this now. Hi, Don. <laughs> Good to have you on. <laughs> you got here. Glad you're on board, matey. <laughs> so am I. Sorry Me, I'm not caught up and, and uh, <clears throat> I haven't been listening up until now. So what are it's we all doing? Good. We just been blah blah blah. We just say blah blah blah. Um, Brenda <laughs> right now is going to bring us some uh, mention. Uh, she's going to mention. She's <laughs> Shut up, Patrick, and let Brenda talk. Brenda, just talk. <laughs> just talk. <laughs> okay, you wanted me to uh, just bring everyone's attention to to some different uh, oh yeah text right. or some prophecy right. about the clouds. Now, first one I'll hit on is the first one I'll actually hit on because we've done this over the last few weeks is Hopi prophecy. Now. With the Hopi, um, the Kachinas, the Kachinas are the gods of different aspects of their lives, being harvest or, or, or different types of things. And the Hopi believe that the Kachinas are messengers or gods that actually live in the mountains that surround um, the area, the Four Corners area in uh, the four states that, uh, what is it, Arizona, Colorado, <clears throat> uh, Arizona and Utah. And they believe that they, it's called Mystic Mountain. So, and the one thing that Kachina, they say about the Kachinas is that they always come to the people in the clouds. And Talk one up for the clouds. Yep. And the, the next thing is part of, this is actually part of Hopi prophecy. And this is actually about the red Kachina, not about the blue one. The red one is called the pacifier. This is the last one that will come at the end time. And it, it says that the purifier will show us many miraculous signs in our heavens. Uh, in this, we will know that our creator is not a dream. Even those who do not feel their connection to spirit will see the face of the creator across the sky. So this again Ooh. is telling you that the good, our creator's faces will be up there for all to see whether you believe or not. So you yep. will see it. Beautiful. 
let me tell a little story right here in between. Um, I was standing with uh, uh, one of my employers the other day, and uh, it was yesterday, actually, and I was looking outside, and he was looking in, and we were talking, and, and we, he ha- happened to ask me about the Webster phenomenon. I said, I said, hey, look, look right there. I, I looked right behind him, and there was a, the perfect, um, just huge face cloud huge cloud and, and the eyes were open and the eyes were just clear as day and I'm like, hey, look at that. You see him? He's looking right at you. I mean, it just opened its eyes just at the perfect time. I was like, oh yes, thank you so much. And he turned around and he's a devout Mormon, uh, LDS Mormon and uh, he was just like, I'm like, you see that, right? And he's like, yeah, I see it. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, that's God, man. What else would it be? Go ahead, Brent. <laughs> okay. That was, just okay, a, that was just, pretty interesting that, you know, people are seeing it. You just have to kind of point them right to it. If there's something pre- if there's something in the sky that's obvious, man, just point it out to the next person and go, oh, look at that, man. It's my eyeballs up there. Be funny about it. All right. Sorry, Brent. Go ahead. That's all right. Uh, this one is um, – this one's in Genesis – and it says, I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So this was a sign from God of his connection to his people and the earth. Okay. And then we go into Job, and it says, look up at the heavens and see. Gaze at the clouds so high above you. And there then it is. we go into yeah, and then we go into Psalm and it says, Sing to God, sing in praise of his name, extol to him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before him, his name is the Lord. That's right, it is. Yep, and then we'll go into Ezekiel. Amen. Now there's way there's way more. Uh, these are the ones I've just picked up in the last few days. So in Ezekiel, it says, for the day is near, the day of the Lord is near, a day of clouds, time of doom for the nations. So there's a warning there in that one, in the clouds. Time of clouds. Yep. Yep. It is the time of clouds. That's for sure. Um, Is that it? Yeah, so so that's yeah, that's just a few of them, yeah. So they're they're the main ones that caught my interest actually. So okay. they're all point there's there's way more and they all have mentions of clouds. Some of them way are minor mentions, more. but they say that the Son of Man will come in clouds. He will come close in clouds, you know, this is um Yeah, with the rainbow on his head. Yeah, that's it. And it's yeah. It's just Really, um, oh, here it is. It's, it's in Matthew 24. It says, I will, um, the, there will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. So it says he comes on the clouds. So Obviously, he's writing yep. in the clouds I've as seen, well. I've seen different translations of that, but it's on or with or 
whatever it is, or clothed yeah. or whatever. But he, but basically, you're going to have a being coming um, that's clothed or with or on clouds. Um, you're basically, I mean, yeah. Come on, man. That's in that was Matthew, and then uh, that same exact things in Revelation with seventh angel. Uh, it's all over the Bible, and um, Hopi prophecy it talks about clouds and talks about the sky and the spider web sky. Um, uh, the Revelation or somewhere somewhere else talks about the pillars of clouds coming in the Bible. Talks about the pillars, which would be the chemtrails. Um, it's something that happens here. It happens, and it's just it's something that happens. These chemtrails are not being done by anything human. Um, that we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I think we'll just break it right there and take a little break. This song right here is a tune that uh, a friend of mine wrote and produced and uh, and recorded all on her own and did all the editing and engineered it and. Um, and she, she wrote it for Sony, and it sat on the shelves at Sony for quite a while. Uh, this artist is uh, amazing. Uh, since she was she was tiny, she's amazing. And um, have had the honor and the um, awesome opportunity to work with her musically. Um, and uh, anyway, this is... Uh,
Oh yeah. Man, she's got soul. She's got soul. Oh, if you saw her live, oh my god. Just sitting in a studio with her. Oh my god, man. Let me tell you, that's something when you're sitting with an artist that's that's godly that has talent beyond everybody else. You just you're like, oh. And then you have to work with them. <laughs> Oh man. Um that's Nikki Flores. You can find her uh, N I K K I F L O R E S dot com. So check her out. She's got some good stuff. Um she also writes for Cheetah Girls and some other people. Um so anyway, uh let's get back to the Webster phenomena. You're here with Patrick Webster Small, Brenda Scott in Australia, Kim Dahl in Canada, and Don Strupp in Washington. So, Don, um, you have brought some interesting stuff. We talked about a little bit last um, week. We talked about the Holy Ghost stuff and the fact that the uh, the church called the the God Spirit the Holy Ghost for a long time. And it finally hit me like, hey, you know, yeah, I remember being Catholic uh, over there at St. Norbert's and the... Uh, and saying the prayers, and it was to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. And I finally realized they're saying ghost. <laughs> and we can correlate that with what we're seeing in the sky. We can, we've we seen ghosts in the sky. Uh, it, I mean, look at the clouds, and then look at a ghost. And what does a ghost look like? You know, look at Casper. He looks like a freaking cloud. So there you go. Start oh, putting yeah. two and two together. So what do you yeah, the, what did you uh, find out about that, Don? Well, the the Holy Ghost is, for the longest time has been uh, was considered a female aspect of God. Not and up until later in somewhere around the 500 A.D. they termed the the it wouldn't be female, but it would be considered uh, neutral. It wouldn't have uh, a male or female aspect. It would just be neutral. Okay. But so before a, that, it okay. was always considered uh, a female aspect. Now, uh, looking back further, all the way back into uh, Yahweh, when he first came in on the scene, he was actually part of the Canaanite pantheon. And he was, when Moses met him on the mountain, Moses came down and talked to his father-in-law, Jethro. And Jethro said, oh, yeah, Yahweh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Well, he had already known who Yahweh was when he talked to him. Uh, Yahweh was part of that pantheon from Canaan. And he had a wife whose name was Ashara, who was referred to as the Queen of Heaven. And in fact, I, I believe there's a reference to her in the Bible as Queen of Heaven. So there's a reference that God had a mate who was female. Oh. 
And this is where we think the whole process came of where the Holy Ghost came from. Now, I'm sure my information here is going to be stepping on a lot of toes, but I'm pulling this from different aspects that I found looking up the Holy Ghost and Yahweh off uh, these different Hebrew Bible pages, and this is where I'm coming up with the information. Let me just say that we're. Let me just say that we get we're here to give people perspective. So anything that you can put out that's that's viable is worthwhile, Don. So don't worry about the stepping on toes thing. Yeah, no, and I mean, look, people can always go and and research the aspect themselves. This is the whole thing. That's what opens people's minds. Right. We're here to crack the show, man. So you're doing it. This is true. I, I'm not here to, to uh, you know, appease anybody. I'm here to not no, change your you're mind, not preaching. but spark it. So uh, that's what yep. I'm here for, to spark your mind, to ignite that fuel in there and get it pumping. So Serve it up, we're baby. starting up the engine. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> Serve me up some uh, eggs and bacon. <laughs> a reference to this as uh, Yahweh in one of the Psalms, he he's, it says that he is the head at the table of the gods. And that coincides with him being in the pantheon with uh, the, the other Canaanite gods. So that's the research I found from this. Okay. And Interesting. her his his female mate, uh, Sharte, is the one that uh, uh, Shara. I'm sorry. I don't want to get the step on the toes of the Queen of Heaven here. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, get not that a good right. idea. <laughs> Be proper about that. But she is the one that. Uh, most likely is referred to as the Holy Ghost. And that's all the information I got so far on that. That's a dig right there. Yeah. That's a dig. We're going to have to, we're going to go down a rabbit hole there. I can see that. See that rabbit hole coming. However, you can see how that creates the Trinity. Oh, yeah. And Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, who else would it be? That's it. I mean, you've got Father, Mother, and Child. It's the Trinity. Yeah, come on, man. Of course it is. This this coincides to many uh, different cultures. Uh, My biggest reference would be the Celts, who always had a Trinity. Uh, They had the Trinity of the goddesses, which is the maid, the mother, and the crone. They had the Trinity of the gods, which would be uh, the boy, the father, and the hermit. So there were always Trinities throughout different societies, throughout different cultures. They always paired off into threes. Yep, always the three, because that's how, that's the only way that evolution can work. With uh, with the male feel of uh, male female uh, 
uh, uh, type of population. Is you got to have three for it to continue. If we're supposed to be made in God's image, well, wouldn't there be a male and female aspect then? Uh, That I don't know. That's a good question for that. That is a good question. Maybe those time travelers can tell us. I don't know. (laughs) They should be able to. They should be able to. We were talking about remote viewers and, and people like that earlier. And, you know, it's like, here's my, they say that, they say, I love that. They say, as soon as I hear they say, I start, I, my that? ears perk up like, uh-huh. But somebody told me the other day, like, oh, remote viewers are, are, are found to be much more uh, accurate than, I don't know, they said accurate, much more accurate than some other device. And I'm like, okay, well, well, here's my thing is that that's all good and people can hear that, but I'm the type where I'm like, okay, show me proof. Let me bring me your best remote viewer. Let me put something in my pocket. And then the remote viewer needs to tell me what it is. Boom. There you go. And I swear it won't be a ring that makes me invisible. <laughs> What was his name? The Golem? Golem, That's yeah. Him. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, what what did they call him? What was his hobbit name? Smeagol. Uh... Yes. Yes, Smeagol. Yes. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's on a, a that's in another movie too. And it's different, but the same. I'll, I'm going to have to find that and put that correlation together, that the, that the name Smeagol tends to stand for the person that has that character that got sucked up into the, basically, the greed. Very interesting. That whole Smeagol story is, uh, and the golem, I love that story. That's just, that's amazing with the Hobbit and, ah. Uh, I gotta watch that. Oh, I know. The 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 way that Ring made him, it's like crack cocaine, uh, you know, times exactly. a million. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the guy was a shell of his former self after doing that. And you look at him like, yeesh, wow, dude, <laughs> you, you need to take care of yourself. At least brush your teeth or something. <laughs> Something. Brush your hair. Your one hair. <laughs> that one hair. I love the comb over <laughs> he had. <laughs> right. He had the comb over, and then the really bad, uh, the really bad shorts. He had just a, just a, just a cloth on. It's like, what is that even covering? We don't, I'm not sure if we want to know. I don't even anyway. want to know. I'm right. Ah, uh, jeez. So we were talking about. Um, uh, thank you for the Holy Ghost stuff. Appreciate that, Don. And we were talking about the time travelers and these guys who are coming through uh, all these sites and saying that they're time travelers. Now, um, Don, we had mentioned earlier that we're that this is our last show. This is our last oh. show in this format. We're going to change this whole thing up. So we're going to take a few shows off, and we're going to have some best of shows. So we're going to have our Saturdays back for a while. 
And then we're going to come at this. Uh, we will actually. We, it's not like we're going to take a big vacation. We're going to we're going to be working on this new format. So we're going right back to work. Um, but okay. We've put this stuff uh, out long enough. This way, and this needs to step up to a different format, so people can get a better grasp of this. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out so they're getting the most out of I'm getting the most out of my time when it comes to uh, educating people that are completely lost in this. So that's what we're that's what we're doing. So, you know, we'll have some we'll have a little we'll have our Saturdays off. Um I have a see. quick round table question for Go everyone. For and we'll start we'll start with the quiet one. You Kim. Oh. Since we hit five different planets going in the retrograde, has your week been different? My week? This last week has been hell. <laughs> That's why nobody really heard of me this week. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. All right. It, it, was there any major change or just a very uh, just a hell week for you? It was just like it was just really crazy. Um, I I just dealt with so many people and so many um, people on um, how can I say. <laughs> You know, when the full moon comes out and you get kind of the weirdos hanging out, I just dealt with so many that I just didn't want to have anything to do with anybody. I just sat quiet for a whole week. <laughs> it was just okay. a different week for sure. And I'm usually not like that. Like, I'm usually pretty good. But this week was just, I had just a little bit too much of strange stuff. <laughs> All right. Brenda, uh, how was your week? Uh, it was, a, it was, on one hand, it was a week from hell. On the other hand, it was a, it was a good week too. It uh, was a mixed blessing week. Uh, had my granddaughter's first birthday yesterday and caught up with a family member, um, who we have been at odds for some time and we've, uh, reconnected now. Um, and at work, it was the week from hell. It was everything. It was the case of Murphy's Law. Whatever could go wrong, absolutely did go wrong. And when you're working with uh, rubbish, <laughs> you don't want too much to go wrong because you get buried in crap, trust me. <laughs> so it was literally a crappy week. <laughs> I was glad to get the heck out of there. Oh, and to boot, there was a dead mouse in my office again. Under the Again. floor, they have to rip up the floor to get the little bugger out while he's stinking up my office. Now, oh, what, what are you, what are you eating there that's attracting these mice? No, I work at a tip. We take food waste, we take building waste, so they've got a smorgasbord out there. But they're under even your though we clear office? it, they still part it. They're under your office, though. Yeah, well, we've got baited tracks all around because it is a, a, a transfer station and we do have refuse there. However, they eat the bait and then they obviously want to go drink something and then find a quiet place to crawl off and die. And mm. there must be a, a gap somewhere under 
my office and they crawl into the small space underneath the raised floor and, and die there. And, and you they, don't notice them for a couple of weeks till they really start smelling, right? Well, yeah, the last one they couldn't find it until they had to rip the floor up. And now it looks like they're going to have to do it again because it's sort of... Oh, and then they bad. pop their head up and then they're... And then they're <laughs> <all popping. laughs> well, it was smelling like ammonia when I left on Friday. So it was in stage two decomposition, I think. <laughs> wow. So I left the other ship with that. And at that point, there, at that point, there was no more. Patrick, how was your week? I can just sum it up just like this, huh? <laughs> Friday we were rowing this boat and then the dog with the keys he jumped in and my friend was like oh I must have seen a catfish and then I was like scary mongrel <laughs> oh man well I'm glad you had such an adventurous week <laughs> and how was your yeah. week Don thanks for asking how well, about you Don my week my week went like yours Brenda it was <laughs> it was very good. And then very tragic. I, I uh, trying to move up to the next level, and I passed the written test, and I have the next practical test where I show them how, you know, good I am at working whatever uh, equipment that I'm supposed to be doing there. But I haven't taken that. But I, I did pass the written. And then I got called into HR, and I'm thinking, why is HR calling me in? Well, I go in and talk to the head lady there. She tells me, well, we're cutting back on the propellant uh, text, and uh, we have an opening here in uh, assembly. Would you like that? 
and I, I didn't hear anything else. So I'm thinking, well, this is it. Either I have a job or I don't. So I'm like, well, yeah, I need to work, so I'll take it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm no longer going to need the, the testing at the other place now. So I'm being moved to a graveyard shift, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., and I have no idea if I'll be working weekends or not. Oh, interesting. So that <laughs> was my week. <laughs> Good time. Wow, man. That's a big change. Yeah, and this is supposed to happen because of these five planets going retrograde. Uh, retrograde. It's going to affect every different aspect in your life. So this is, yeah. Hmm. yeah now I'm going to tell you, now I'll, I'll tell you, now that you said, <laughs> that you spoke. Um, I wanted you to go first, but I will tell you that I've had some amazing dreams this week, and they've all been dreams of the future. Nice. Every one of them has been dream a dream of the future, and uh, many of them are dreams that I'm uh, um, cohabitating with. Uh, basically, it's a very galactic dreams, very galactic. And it, they've got that real feel, yet they're not. They don't stand out so much because it's becoming normal. And uh, so your dreams are very important, very important. Uh, but that's what's going would, would you consider this a dream or a vision? That what I'm having. Yeah. Oh, I'm having both for sure, for sure. Okay. Um, uh, my, uh, when I'm working, um, a lot of times I'm alone and I'm in a pretty big factory with, uh, machines going and, uh, I have a lot of time to think. And then that thinking kind of turns into a meditation because mm. you've got humming yeah. or you've got loud, uh, You've got a radio in the background that's so everything's so loud, just creating white noise, um, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, the things that, the visions that come. So yes, that's been happening um, on a greater basis than usual this last week, and I would definitely attribute it to these planets. Uh, they're they're turning. They turned all at the same time for a reason to, you know, make a shift. Just like when you shift into fourth gear, man. Oh yeah. You're making that shift. So the uh, last one to turn was two days ago, and that was Mercury, and that is all communication. So if, if people are having problems talking to each other, uh, this is why. If if people are short with you, and they're not giving you everything you need. You know, communication-wise, this is it. This is a reason. That's not just Earth. Being on Earth. Oh, I thought that was just being on Earth. Man. <laughs> People being short with you and shit. Just, just People not having the time that. to, you know. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Oh. oh, man. Um, a lot of the attitude of Earth is the reason why this information 
going to get pulled back and uh, switched up a little bit. Because the attitude of acceptance, there's so few of you out there who are accepting. And then to be supporting, it's like, nah. You know, what if some point you, you find out that, you know, just something amazing that, hey, this this was given for a reason to this group. Then is the story going to change? Are you still going to be going, nah? You know, I mean, I understand why. There's just so much out there that you don't jump on every boat. That's ridiculous. And the people that do, then you look at them as the loonies. So it's like, man, where can you land that, that's Webster phenomena safe? <laughs> True. Uh, it's it's really it's a it's a fucked up situation that uh humans have to deal with. The the galactic beings are right above you, they're staring at you, they're watching you, they're in cloud form, of course. If you were an E. T. where would you what would you uh disguise yourself as? The background. Ta da, that's what they are. Everything in the background, folks. Um so it turns out that this disguise is just there so they can be here. It's been created so they can be here the whole entire time. Trees, it's actually rocks, a good observation mountains. position if you think about it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're observing and people are actually just going about their business because they don't realize you're there watching them. Because as soon as they know you're there, they start, you know, being what they really truly are not. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's, it, now it's let's think about It's much like God. the Chicken Little movie, uh, Patrick, where, you know, there's a huge grid above, above everybody, and it's all cloud cover as far as they can see, but it is. Right. Exactly. And I've, I've even seen that grid. I've even seen that grid. I've, I have pictures of the clouds adhering to that the, to the ceiling and it just reminds you of, of pirates of the caribbean man which makes me want to makes me want to go to, <laughs> to disneyland oh i love the pirates of the caribbean it's so weird and awesome same time it's awesome and then you cruise by those people that are eating in the restaurant and you're like hey what's up what are you guys having <laughs> Throw me a piece. Uh, good food there. Oh, yeah. Good that, is. that is a good restaurant yeah, to eat at. Got to make resis <laughs> to you, early you in the morning. Get in the, yeah, early in the morning. You you go through the yep. gate, and that's the first thing you do. You go make reservations. First thing you do. Because they're filled up within an hour. It's done. Yep. Wow. Um, it, it is, it's worthwhile. Well, well worthwhile. It's up. Only five-star restaurant within Disneyland. Um. Yeah. What about the steakhouse, the fifty-five, steak steakhouse fifty-five, in the hotel? Oh, you're talking about Disneyland. Yeah, inside Disneyland. Yeah. So only right. Uh, right. Only restaurant right outside. There. You can go to the hotel, to Disneyland Hotel, and go to the steakhouse. Uh, 55, and that's a really good, um, that's top-notch stuff. Uh, but there's tons of great restaurants around there, too. 
it's just a, it's a nice place to go. It's a cool place to go, Anaheim, to go uh, visit and go to Disneyland. It's worthwhile. It is. Somebody you know, it's, some it's really funny, Patrick, because I could travel anywhere around in the U.S. or even talk to people from foreign countries, and they ask me, oh, where do you live? And I'd say, oh, five miles from Disneyland. They knew exactly where I was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's all I um, had to have you oh, ever... yeah, I'm five miles from Disneyland. Oh, okay. Have you ever uh, pulled up Disneyland on Google? I mean, on no. uh, uh, on the maps and looked at it from satellite? They allow that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't Disney think Disneyland would allow that to happen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can look at that. I don't know. I'm going to do it right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it right now, folks. We're going to see if we can see Disneyland. I'll bet you we can. The Magic Kingdom. <laughs> From above. I'll bet you we can. Dial that up right now. Um, in the meantime, Brenda, what else you got? What else you got for us? I've Anything got good? something here. I just I want to sort of tell people about you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, wait one sec. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at okay. it. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. There's pe- tons of people there. Yep, that's it. Hey, there's the stage that I saw Mark and Brian on. The stage that rises up, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw Mark and Brian on that stage. And in fact, I actually played on that stage. And it's really fun. Yeah! That was fun. Um, Alright. <clears throat> Let's... Oh, Brenda has something. What do you got, Brenda? Okay, this is uh, something, uh, well, as uh, many of our regular um, listeners would know, um, I've known Patrick for almost two years now and have been working closely with him uh, researching uh, his discovery of the Webster phenomena for much of this time. And we have done this podcast together for almost 12 months now as well. Um, For those of you who don't know Patrick's background, uh, he is a gifted talented musician, a composer and producer, a published author, a qualified clinical hypnotherapist and a highly qualified and experienced carpenter. So he's a very talented man. Uh, Through the years, uh, Patrick's interest in spiritual things have guided him to achieve levels of spiritual practice, understanding and knowledge that have not yet been achieved by very many people in our society at all. His seeking of knowledge and understanding of the connection of all spiritual things in this reality has given him a unique and exceptional understanding of ancient knowledge and history. And it has led to this, his discovery, the Webster phenomena, and the discovering of what is the very thread of reality. Patrick has been sharing this information. It is important rare and unique knowledge and he's been doing this through social media on his personal Facebook pages 
the Webster Phenomena page and the Visionary Research page and more recently through uh, the Webster Phenomena podcast. Now Patrick has shared his knowledge about the truth of our real origins, this universe and the reality we are living in with all those who seek it and who wish to know the truth. He has shared his knowledge using the most fantastic and amazing photographs and video footage that he has captured to explain what is happening here on Earth. And these are some of the footages that you see on, you know, you see all the photos on the Facebook page, you see on the slideshow for, the, for this particular podcast. These are all Patrick's images that he captures and he works and gives you to understand what the Webster phenomena is. He has stood in the truth and through all this Patrick's actually endured a lot of ridicule and dismissal by people through pure ignorance and closed mindedness. I have to I have to um, to stress the importance of this knowledge that Patrick has discovered it's, and its importance to humanity. This is unique knowledge that has been lost since ancient times over 4,000 years ago. This is knowledge that has or was known by the ancient Egyptians, Sumerians, Mayans and by many ancient cultures and civilizations. Then through and by many means over time this knowledge has become hidden. It was secreted away and eventually lost to humanity until now. I personally know this information is priceless. It is the key. It is the answer that humanity has been seeking for so long. And this information should never, ever be allowed to fall back into obscurity again. It is the knowledge of where we come from and who we truly are. And it is the knowledge and information that will ultimately guide those that have come to accept and understand it into and through a new the, new the new dimensional changes that are about to be put upon us and into a new way of living and being that is coming to this planet soon. I personally look forward to continuing my association with Patrick and the Webster Phenomena and to help him continue to bring this valuable knowledge out into the open for those who seek it and to be able to present it in as many ways as possible to reach all who wish to receive it. So I just want to say thank you, Patrick, for allowing me to do this with you over this time. And we'll be back with even more knowledge in more ways that we can share with everybody. Wow. That was, that was awesome. Uh, thank you, Brenda. Um, I, I stand for and behind every word. Exactly. That's me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud. And uh, you, you've been amazing, Brenda. You've just, you've made this happen. So <laughs> if anybody, has the, if anybody has the knowledge from, someone's got to have you back. <laughs> you had the, yeah, you've, you've made this happen. So um, I need a second. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys on the other side of this break.
Welcome back to the Webster Phenomenon. I'm your host, Patrick Webster-Small. I'm here with Brenda Scott in Australia, Kim Dahl in Canada, and Don Strupp, and he's in Washington. And that was Gautier with eyes wide open. Oh, we'll always play pertinent music here. That's what we do. Uh, so let's talk chemtrails. Let's talk chemtrails for a minute. Now, chemtrails, for starters, it's spelled with the correct... Now, you have the right name, ironically enough. The name is correct, chemtrails. But you're spelling it wrong. It's not with a C, it's with a K. K-H-E-M, you know, children of chem. Those are chemtrails. Notice how I said it different, because it's a K. Chem. It's chemtrails. And when you watch them be laid, uh, in many instances, you can see that there it, that it's a chem bus. It's a transportation device that we've talked about many times here that is transporting galactic beings, regular humanoid uh, galactic beings. Now, humanoid, I mean they have a body, two arms, two legs, a head, sometimes antenna, sometimes other things coming up off their head, but it's, in general, they are, they look, uh, they're humanoid. But you can see them all sitting just like they're sitting in a convertible driving along. And I mean, you know, you can see hundreds or thousands of them in one, and sometimes they're double-decker. They have a... The side will, will all of a sudden become visible to the inside of the cloud. Look at the nuances of the cloud. Take that... Take that background um, brainwashed viewpoint of the clouds away... And then really look at them, and then look closer, and then look closer, and pick one spot and watch it move, and how it moves. You're, it's time to learn about the clouds. They're very important. They're going to become extremely important. Now, just imagine people that don't have a clue yet, and then a being or beings begin to, and they're huge, begin to appear in the sky uh, in real form, enough to where you can tell that that is a real being and it's moving a little faster than a cloud. That's going to scare the shit out of people. So that's what the Webster Phenomenon is here for, is to bust these myths and tell you that this is all real. The giant beings, the Anu, um, the whole uh, Anunnaki thing, uh, Nibiru is not going to end up being... A, it's going to be an etheric planet. Not going to be a planet that bumps into us. And, we've t- and that's been talked about before, that it's an etheric planet. That there's other dimensions and that this thing crosses over into our our uh, galaxy every so often. And that's why it's in our ancient times. So we are putting together... The dots. We're not telling you uh, that your genetics were changed. That's pretty obvious. We're telling you, we're showing you where these beings are. So that's the key to all this, is, is keeping your eyes wide open. Accept what you see. 
Keep your eyes wide open. Accept what you see. Forget man-made speculation. Just forget about it. If you can't prove it, forget it. Unless your intuition is telling you yes, yes, yes. Trust yourself. Trust your sight. Trust your intuition. It's so key to trust yourself. Right now is when you can be this form of selfish. That's what generally selfish really means, is trusting yourself. You're being like yourself. Trusting your intuition. So, uh, on a daily basis, think think about how you're persuaded and manipulated by society and what a man-made, uh, man-made thing, how they manipulate you. How you may be doing something different if, you, if it weren't for that manipulation. Release yourself from that bondage in your mind and open your mind so you can start bringing in new things. Because all that manipulation and then the feeling of greed and that you have to everything always has to have be a reason to make money and everything that is the darkness, man. That is the darkness. That's truly the darkness. Um, so we were going to talk about chemtrails. If a hey, if you see uh, a chemtrail that all of a sudden becomes like this thick line and it has these. It has a certain texture to it, and then it begins to have a larger top where it has a it starts turning into a face looking thing. Now look at the canopic jars of Egypt. We're going to go into these canopic jars at some point in the future uh, in our new format, so we can show you what we're talking about. But in the meantime, those of you that are still listening, take a look at the canopic jars and the the uh, symbols, the forms that are on those. Did we want to talk about that at all uh, today, Bren? I just wanted to say that when we do come out with our information, we might even be giving the Egyptologists a run for their money. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's all I could say about it. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, This thing has been, you know, I'm going to have to say, I have to dumb myself down on a daily basis to even uh, cope with with gen- doing just general things like going to the store, going to... Now, I'm not saying people are stupid. It's just dealing with the population and knowing that the galaxy is sitting there staring at them from the sky and nobody knows it. It's the weirdest time on Earth. These times are the weirdest time on Earth when the when the population is about ready to start dealing with the galaxy it's a freaking weird time man and being one of the ones that knows is really weird and I'm not being subdued by having a job at Area 51 or anything like that I just know I saw it I found it 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 popped open something in my mind I read the right books I looked at the right symbols the book of knowledge the emerald tablet uh um, the alchemy uh, God, I can't remember the name of that Nikki Scully book uh, The Initiations of Thoth I've, I've been through so many things like that oh my god so many um, uh, initiations and ceremonies and trances and 
Um, I'm just uh, digging up. Uh, people are are coming out of the woodwork and telling me that they have like transcripts of times I've been in in uh, trance where I've uh, visited uh, other uh, where I've visited certain councils and certain uh, meetings in trance. And now it's that was way before Webster phenomenon, way before. Now it's starting to come to pass that I was recruited to do something. And this was it. To bring this to you guys. So have fun. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, um, learn some stuff from these gods, and um, hopefully they'll let me come back and bring it to you. And Brenda too. Uh, hopefully that happens. Um, I want to ask a roundtable. Everybody, Kim, Kim, are you Kim? Yes. Kim. I'm Kim, here. did you go skiing? Did you go skiing today? <laughs> no, there's no more snow. Boo hoo. <laughs> oh no, snow. <laughs> That's why she got fun. Now, do you still, Kim, um, do you still have your trail cams up or is that only during the summertime? No, it's just during the summer. Uh, they'll be put up pretty soon. Yeah. Awesome. Those are mm-hmm. so fun. We catch some crazy stuff on those trail cams, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've got uh-huh. aliens. We've got mm-hmm. pictures of aliens. For sure. We've got ETs in the etheric, and, you know, I know how to work it. I know how to work that picture. <laughs> I can show you yeah. what's there. I should work for, like, the who? Who should I work for? What would that be good for? I was going to say, like, the police department, but why? <laughs> finding uh, finding stuff, and that would probably be a good job. Just working pictures of a crime scene to be able to find other things that they're not seeing in person. That would be a CSI thing. That would, man. Wow. Maybe I should, uh, I don't know, That think would be about a glory that. job. Oh, you're right. It would. A crime scene's always going to be like a murder or some shit like oh, that. Oh, not always, but yeah, mostly. Well, uh, yeah, the ones mostly, they're going to yeah. want me to. Yeah, the ones <laughs> they're going to want to know what was going Oh, man, no thank you. Never yeah, mind. No, and they're not allowed. People who are uh, crime scene photographers generally don't like discussing it. They always say they have some other job. Because one of Man, my I in got my fired and fired that fast. <laughs> no, because uh, someone when my son used to play football, one of the dads was a crime scene photographer. But if you ever asked him, because I saw him on the news once, but if you ever ask him what his job was, he'd tell you he was a mailman. <laughs> Didn't want to go into detail. He didn't want to go into detail. Huh. Wow. To even tell you that it's a completely different job, that's pretty, to lie, that's pretty crazy. But it must be pretty hard on the mind, I think. That was his cover. (laughs) That was his cover. I'm a postie. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So so let me ask you, um, Kim. Let me ask another question. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw some questions out here. You guys can answer them. Kim, who do you think is in the sky? Who do you think this is? Who's in the sky and showing themselves? 
there's quite a few of them there. I mean, it's, well, who do you think it is? God. So there's a few gods, is what you're saying? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's okay. the, the, the Greek Greek gods, the, the Egyptian gods. Uh, there's lots. There is. There's lots of gods. There's there's hundreds of gods. If we're talking about every god that's been created from Earth, you know, in some kind of text or whatever. Um, who do you name a couple names? Do you, do these gods? Does anybody have a name to you, or do you feel that it is uh, it is nobody that's been here before? Totally. Obviously, come from the past, right? They're just all around us. They've never left. We just never paid attention to them. Well, that's where we can bring up this this multidimensionality, where uh, it may not necessarily be the past that they're from. Uh, it, uh, Brenda and I were talking about parallel uh, worlds today and the fact that they don't operate on the same uh, they don't operate necessarily on a time basis so it may not be the past to them it may be the same actually the same day and that every time this happens the universe very well could be going through one day one universal day that we experience as whatever 28,000 years or whatever that the universe is basically just going through one day. Um, that is uh, those kind of that kind of thinking will spur your mind to wake up. Just take time out of the equation and to start thinking with the squared uh, circle perspective. What I've talked about many many times. We had a whole show on it. The squared circle perspective to realize that time. Um, how did we put that earlier, Brenda? Do you remember? Man, I, d- I can't really uh, place it right now. Can you? No, no. Because um, I, I see time as a fold. It's just layers. Time is, I mean, yeah. uh, we're talking chronological time. Now, if you subtract that from the equation which you really need to do to be able to realize that these beings may not uh, like I said it may the last time they were here could have been yesterday for them that they just live here it's what they do this is what they do their job is to keep earth rolling through night and day and night and day and night and day and night and day to them to, to them that could just be the you, you remember the old film clips how it's how it clicks, it's dark and light, dark and light, dark and light. Yeah. It's kind of like that, to where the, the night and the day is kind of like that, dark and light. Um, also, I want to add something to what you said earlier, Brenda, about... Uh, uh, ah, you know what, I'm just going to leave that out. It's, that was so long ago. I'm not going to inject that. I just remembered something that I was trying to remember. Um, okay, let me throw another... Uh, 
scatterbrain question out here. What would you ask someone on the street about the sky? In other words, what would you say to them uh, about the sky? Like, let's just say that you decided that you were going to tell people about the sky. What would you, what, how would you bring up the conversation? This is, I think, a good thing to talk about right now for the, for the rest of the show. How would you bring up the conversation? Uh, Don, how would you bring it up? Thank you. I, I was about to ask if I could go. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, 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 I saw your hand from here. The first thing I would the first thing I would say is, have you noticed the sky has changed since you grew growing up? That would be my opening statement because it has. If you notice anything about the sky, it has changed. Everything is different about it. Everything. The clouds are not the clouds we used to see. They're different now. They're particular. That would be my opening uh, into the conversation on that. Brenda, what would you? How would you bring it up to somebody, or how do you bring it up to somebody, or would you? What's your take? Yeah, on? I would. I mean, uh, oftentimes people will see me, you know, photographing the sky, and they go, "What are you, you know, what are you doing that for?" And I'll say, "Well, when was the last time you, you actually had a really good look at the sky? Have you noticed anything about it?" And they're like, "Nah." It's just, I said, "Well, take a really good look." You know, and they sort of say, "Oh." And I say, well, have you noticed any difference or, you know, have things changed? And actually, um, when I was at work the other day, I never actually mentioned the sky, but they know I'm interested in the sky. One of my co-workers came up to me and he was actually speaking about the moon. And he said to me, I can't believe how much brighter it is. I've never seen it that bright before. Never in my life it's changed. So he, he actually noticed that the actual Good moon itself. Uh, yeah, he, he just walked straight up to me and said, did you see it? Did you see it? He goes, it's changed. He said, I've never, ever seen it like that in my whole life. And I'm like, yep, score. I said to him, yes, yeah, it has. That's, that's, <laughs> one of the, that's one of those kundalinis that where you know the yeah. person popped. That's like exactly. seeing the, the popcorn and, pop. And it was actually really, it was actually very satisfying with him. To sort of think, wow, he's getting it. Do you know what I mean? It was just very, very nice right. to, to feel that. Man, so oh, it is time. nice when, <laughs> when one person gets it. Mm-hmm. Kim, what do you, uh, what would you say to people, or what do you say to people to introduce them to the sky in person? Um, kind of like what they've been saying, just you know the skies have changed like just you know if I see something out the window I would definitely say do you see that can you see it you know and uh, you know people do say that they do look at it but I and see like to look at the sky see the clouds and stuff but they're not looking into it as as deep you know what I mean like it's just kind of like yeah it's a cloud oh Oh, look it it looks like that you know (laughs) 
looks like a dog. It looks like a little Casper or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I, it, that's usually right. You get that whatever. it looks like something, mm-hmm. and you you're past that point. So do you get? Um, do you find that? you get or feel that kind of ridicule feel of okay or stuff like that? Do you ever get that? Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's like the negative it. part of the Webster phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> the only bad part. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, so, so it, now uh, knowing about... Um, now knowing about this, do you feel odd taking pictures of the sky as opposed to before you knew about this and you just happened to take a picture of the sky or whatever? It really was no big deal. But now you uh, you know that you're taking pictures of extraterrestrials. Do you, uh, do you feel odd? Like, And also when people see you, do you does it make you feel odd or kind of uh, uneasy? Kim? Me? Uh, no. Like, I just have my camera with me all the time. So when I see something, I'm going to take that picture so that I don't lose it. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of don't want, you know, when you look back at the picture, sometimes you see things that you didn't see at the sky, but yet the sky just at that particular time just looked like it needed to get it a picture taken. Yeah, you didn't but want to miss the opportunity. Yeah, but I don't see like I don't see anybody around me and if they say something, well I'll just say I'm taking pictures of the sky. Doesn't that look awesome? Whatever, you know. I mean people walk around in their pajamas in a store, do I you know <laughs> <laughs> take pictures of really? them, Kim? <laughs> yeah, take pictures of them. Kind of, Send them over. Everybody has their thing, you know. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, so, uh, personally, I uh, many times, especially when I first discovered this and realized I was taking pictures of, of these amazing uh, etheric beings that were huge and tiny at the same time, uh, I did feel odd, and I got a lot of looks from people just taking pictures in the middle of a parking lot or. I just wasn't going about my day like everybody does. I was taking pictures of the sky, not at the beach, just in other places like a parking lot or the side of the road, like pulling off on the side of the road uh, and taking pictures. And, you know, people, they will look at you, but they won't look in the sky to see what the freak you're taking pictures of. What happened to those days when there was one person looking up and then all of a sudden there was 10 and then there was 50 and everybody's looking up. It's like people of the internet, YouTube, and all this conspiracy shit has really uh, screwed things up and screwed people up to the point where they won't even look because everybody is so jaded. It's just it just happened to it. It happened to all of us. It happened, and now it's time for it to be over. For that era to be over and time to wake up everybody that there's galactic beings you can't deny it and they're going to be realized even if it's just me brenda don and kim realizing them and dominique and a few other people that that see very few people see the way we do 
We are trying to teach you. We're trying to teach everybody. Trying, I hate to use that word, but right now I'm using it because that's what it's been. It's been very trying for us. That we're starting to get a lot of likes, but man, for putting out pictures of extraterrestrials, I, nothing that I've done has gone viral for whatever reason. I put out the best pictures and, and throw them out there at you and show you. Here you go. Here's a chance to make something viral. Here's your chance to make a dent in the world. Come on, people. Just helping sharing this stuff, you will be witnessing the uh, coming of what we have agreed on is God or gods. So witnessing means to tell people, not just to see it. Witnessing means you're going to tell somebody else. So now it's time to tell. And, you know, I don't know what to say. If you don't want to use Webster Phenomena, don't. Just wake somebody up. Jeez, but Webster Phenomena is there for, for you to be able to sit back on and have some back and be like, look, these people have researched it. Here it is. They've put their life into it and listen to their podcast. They're never, they don't back down on it. This is it. It's real. People don't come at us saying we're hoaxing. People don't come at me saying I'm doing Photoshop to this stuff. No way. Because they know. It's just nobody knows what to say about it. So let's get together, everybody. At some point, we're all going to put down our sword and shield. And we're going to acknowledge these gods that are here. I mean, everybody is going to be outside looking up, acknowledging with your hands up to the sky, acknowledging the gods. That day will come in our uh, existence. We will all see it. It's that close. I can safely say we will all see it. Um, does uh, anybody have any final words? Uh, Kim, do you have any final words for this show and for, for the Webster Phenomena podcast? Yeah, well, actually, I was just going to say something, you know, like how you're saying, like, people just don't want to, um, you know, notice things. It's just like somebody passing out in the mall on the floor. How many people run to that person to see if they're okay or whatever? Everybody stays back. You know, they don't want to get involved. Uh, now, why is that? Right. You know, it, it's just crazy. So but, um, yeah, and, and like, I, um, I just wanted to say, too, like, you know, um, I've been, you know, with following you now for probably a year and a half or whatever. And, and, uh, the more I'm listening, the more it's just, everything is just so, um, intertwined with everything, which is just so realistic to me, which other things aren't, you know, like other sites or whatever, they, they just don't have it all clued in like you guys do. And you guys amaze me all the time. Like, you and Brenda are the greatest team. Like, you really are. And uh, I, I just, that's why I'm here all the time, because I just love listening to you guys and uh, just just gra- trying to grasp this stuff. I'm, I'm not, you know, fully aware like you two are, but I just sit back, I listen, I love it, and I just love how everything just comes together, which is believable to me. It's not like seeing you know like the the tin can in the in the sky like these clouds like they live they breathe they change just like a human being so why isn't anybody catching this i have no idea it drives me crazy too so 
thank you so much for for putting this out. Wow. I mean, I've been a follower like constantly with you. Like I said, you're like an icon to me. <laughs> you're, wow. you're 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 awesome. So thank you. Um, I, you're welcome because I just thank you is more like it. <laughs> thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Uh, that's awesome. Um, wow. Uh, well, man, all I can really say is to that is thank you. Um, Don, do you have any final words for the show? I do. I want to thank everybody here. We make a great team. We all bring a different aspect to the table, which in the whole makes it complete and I love being part of that and I appreciate so much the opportunity you have given me in doing so um, I I want to also since I wasn't here earlier say hi Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> just put that awesome. out there and uh, Kim you're the greatest, and don't think you don't have any talents because I've heard what you were trying to keep secret from from everybody, and you do. You're an amazing person. Don't ever doubt yourself. Uh, Brenda is awesome. You're wonderful. Uh, you're our Australian uh, Sharon Osborne. <laughs> and Patrick, <laughs> you're a rocker to the core. I love it. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Um, uh, Bren, did, uh, did you want to say anything more? Yeah, I just, I, like I said earlier, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity for this show. Um, we will be back, as we said. I'd like to thank Don and Kim for their input. It has been fantastic having them on. And just like you said, Don, with his knowledge of of all things, has added a new dimension. And Kim, who's still learning, however, that's... But that's... (laughs) Don't worry, we'll fix that. (laughs) Um, But but that's a very valuable perspective that she brings because it helps us, too, to understand how people are understanding everything and it's and Kim's open to everything and that's that's just what we ask from from anybody is just to be open and to to feel what we're saying and to actually before you open your mouth to criticize or to say something you know oh this is stupid just stop yourself and just go and have a look and just open your mind and think I'll just hang on to that thought for a minute and just sit with it and I guarantee you, you will start to understand what this is. And as time exactly. passes, it grows in your mind. And it's just something that you think, you know, this is not something else that's out there. This is not your run-of-the-mill conspiracy rubbish. This is not something that's doing the rounds. And this is not, I suppose this and I suppose that. It's not. This is what it is. And that's what we are bringing. And we have, we have no doubt about it. And that's what we're just trying to convey to people. You know, just don't criticise, just stop and look first. And you will see it coming in front of your eyes. It it, it does happen. 
It does happen. Thank you, Brenda. And um, I'd like to say to everybody. There's no turning back now. Boy, isn't that the truth? Um, uh, Kim, you you provide more to the show than you know. And you provide to the listeners probably more than anybody on the show because they relate. Uh, Everybody relates with you. So um, you're a, you are a key to the show. Um, the show will come back at some point um, it, on in podcast form as well. Um, although we're going to add a visual aspect to the whole Webster phenomena because it it's based on visuals. Uh, so Kim, we're going to get you a burrito. We're going to get up there to uh, Canada to the Northern Lights because we need to do some some stuff. Uh, we're going to get you some SpongeBob CDs so you can have some fun there. Uh, I mean, uh, DVDs. Um, Don, thank you so much for uh, all of your input for this show. And, and get ready because we're going to use you on, uh, I mean, uh, both of you are coming back uh, when we come back. We're just going to take a hiatus here. We're going to regroup and get our shite together. So thank you, Don, for every, you put out uh, some amazing knowledge. And um, thank you for being here every time. And Brenda is amazing. Brenda has brought ama- she has she's a plethora of knowledge. She supports the Webster phenomena um, backwards and up down sideways. And uh, she know she knows me up down sideways. And this is just this is a great team. And this is not we're not breaking anything up. We're not stopping what we're doing. What we said is there's no turning back now. So I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much for listening. We're going to bring you some best of shows, so don't forget, listen next week, listen every week. We're going to bring you all the stuff. And from uh, Patrick Webster Small and the most amazing discovery of this civilization, this is the Webster phenomena. And really there's only one thing left to say. And that's Be Good Humans. There's always gonna be a river
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.